Hey friends, welcome back to the catwalk. My name is Clark Cowden and I want to thank you for joining with me again for this week's message. Today we are talking about chasing after idols. Idols are things we don't typically think a lot about in our culture today. Uh, we don't imagine ourselves carving sculptures or statues of uh, other gods that we bow down and worship. But an idol really is anything that is more important to you than God. And when we think of it that way, there are plenty of idols in our world today that people consider to be more important to them than God is. Today, we're going to look at what some of these things are and what the counter to them is and how we can truly live a better life if we worship God instead. I invite you to sit back and relax and reflect on this message on chasing after idols. One of the most familiar parts of the Bible is the Ten Commandments. But what's interesting is that the one commandment we seem to be the least familiar with is the first one. Do you remember what the first commandment is? It's found in Exodus 20, verses 2 through 6. It says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, <clears throat> punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. I think God started with this commandment because there was such a big danger that the Hebrews would abandon God and begin to worship idols. Idols are false gods. An idol is anything that takes the place of God in your life. In our day, you don't hear a lot about the problem of idols because most people today don't make little statues of idols to worship. But it's still a major issue today. Anything that is more important to you than God is your idol. Anything that has more of a hold on your heart or your mind or your soul than God is your idol. In Christianity, the greatest threat is not atheism, not believing in any god, but idolatry, believing in a false god, the wrong god. Everybody worships something. If you aren't worshiping God, you are worshiping something else. You just may not realize it. In the Ten Commandments, God is telling us to stop chasing after idols. Three of the idols that people chase after in our world today are the idols of prosperity, national pride, and the self. 
One idol that some people chase after today is the idol of prosperity. For some people, their whole goal in life is their pursuit of pesos, property, and possessions. The one who dies with the most toys wins. Life is a game of acquisitions. How many things can I acquire? How much money can I accumulate? How big can I grow my bank account? It becomes their pursuit above all other pursuits. Different media outlets will publish articles about the richest people in the country or the richest people in the world. We have great admiration for wealthy people. Some people are willing to work 70 to 80 hours a week in pursuit of wealth. It's more important to them than their families, their health, or their community. Our media outlets don't write a lot of articles about the problem of greed. Greed is an uncontrolled longing for increase in the acquisition or use of material gain, be it food, money, land, possessions, status, or power. Greed has been identified as undesirable throughout most of human history, although it seems to get ignored in our modern culture. Greed can become destructive to our personal lives because it can become all-consuming, more important than anything else. It can create an attitude where people only care about themselves, unwilling to help others, and to make the world a better place. In Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge becomes the picture of greed. He only cares about making more and more money. He's become lonely and isolated, poorly treating his employees and refusing to help the needy in his community. It takes a scare with death to get him to turn from his selfish ways. Job 31, 24 to 28, says, If I have put my trust in gold or said to pure gold, you are my security. If I have rejoiced over my great wealth, the fortune my hands have gained. If I have regarded the sun in its radiance or the moon moving in splendor, so that my heart was secretly enticed and my hand offered them a kiss of homage then these also would be sins to be judged, for I would have been unfaithful to God on high. Money and prosperity become idols when they become more important to us than God. In Matthew 6, 19 to 21 and 24, Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. No one can serve two masters. 
Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. If our pursuit of money has become greater than our pursuit of God, it has become our idol. If we think that God and money are both just as important, prosperity has become our idol. They both can't be equally important. One will always be more important to us. Which one is more important to you? The Christian choice is not between prosperity and poverty. The Christian choice is between greed and generosity. A second idol that some people are chasing after today is the idol of national pride. There is nothing wrong with praying that God would bless America. But it's wrong if America is more important to us than God. It's wrong if we are just trying to use God to prop up our country. It's wrong if we rationalize the sinful behavior of our leaders because we care more about the image of our country than we do that people would be obedient to God. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make America great, but it's wrong if we think it's okay to criticize and attack and destroy other people in order to do so. If we think it's okay to lie and deceive and bear false witness against our neighbors in an attempt to regain our national position in the world, we may be chasing after the idol of national pride. If we can rationalize and justify what the Bible calls sin in our attempt to restore our national honor, we're probably chasing after an idol. In the Old Testament, after King Solomon died, the nation of Israel was broken in two. Ten states made Jeroboam their king and seceded from the Union. Two states made Rehoboam their king and continued their government in Jerusalem. In order to bolster his own kingdom and its security, King Jeroboam made up some new gods. He erected two statues of strong-looking bulls at either end of the kingdom. He created festivals to worship them and priests to lead their worship. It became a national cultural religion to establish the pride and image of his kingdom over and against their rival nation next door. He was trying to use God to serve the security of his own state. Rather than leading his people in the real worship of the one true God, he blatantly used national symbols to bless and glorify the state and the political establishment he had set up. The sanctuary and the temple were now serving the interests of the state. Religion was co-opted to serve the national interest. 
We see this happening in Russia today. The Russian Orthodox Church is a strong supporter of Vladimir Putin in the war on Ukraine. They have found ways to justify it, and they see nothing wrong with it. The international religious community has rightly condemned the Russian Orthodox Church for following after the idol of national pride. But it's much harder for us to see our sin when we do much the same thing in our own country. In some churches in America, it feels like a sin to criticize our country, our government, our president, or our former president. It feels like devotion to our nation is one of the Ten Commandments. And people who speak up against them are criticized for not being good Americans, as if that were more important than being a faithful Christian. The Christian response to following after the idol of national pride is found in Philippians 3, 18 to 20, which says, For as I have told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. This reminds us that our primary citizenship is in heaven. We have a dual citizenship. We are citizens of our country and citizens of heaven. But our citizenship in heaven is always to be primary. Our relationship with our country is never more important than our relationship with God. Some people use their religious faith to push their national pride, not realizing that their national pride has become more important to them than their spiritual faith. If we are ever discouraged from pointing out the flaws of our nation or our national leaders, we may be chasing after the idol of national pride. A third idol we see some people chasing after today is the idol of the self. We hear many messages in our culture today that tell us we should buy their products because you are worth it, you deserve it, or you're entitled to it. We live in a very individualistic culture where there is more emphasis on finding yourself, discovering yourself, and fulfilling yourself than working for the common good of the community. We tell people, you do you, express yourself. Don't ever let anyone else tell you you can't do something. It's a very selfish orientation. The slogans of our culture get into the bloodstreams of our children at a very early age. Children's TV shows and movies 
tell our young people you can be whatever you want to be. You just have to believe in yourself. The idolatry of the self can infect whole cultures and nations. The virtue of rugged self-reliance easily morphs into the vice of narcissism. Relentless self-focus and self-promotion has become a characteristic of Western culture. People focus on developing their own personal brand and using their jobs or their companies as a platform to seek their own personal fulfillment in life. In doing so, we have raised generations who feel entitled to things that previous generations had to work hard to achieve. People now expect benefits to simply be given to them rather than sacrificing time and energy to attain them. People will say, you're not the boss of me. I can do whatever I want to do. This leads to the breakdown of community and can eventually lead to anarchy, where everybody does what is right in their own eyes and society loses a sense of shared values and morals. People are chasing after the idol of the self. The Christian response is just the opposite. In Luke 9.23, Jesus says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Our culture today doesn't seem to understand this idea of denying ourselves. The paradox is that it is only in denying ourselves that we truly discover ourselves. It's only when we live for others that we are truly fulfilled. It's only in sacrifice that we gain what is missing. It's only in being committed to Christ that we understand who we really are. The scriptures tell us that our problem is that as human beings, we have chosen to chase after idols rather than chasing after God. And this has come at a great cost. God's judgment on our world works itself out in the kind of social disintegration the Bible describes. When we chase after idols, they eventually come to rule over us. We are reaping what we have been sowing for generations. God tells us, look at the gods you have chosen. You can have them, and you can have the consequences that come with them. And so we are. The good news is that the Holy Spirit can redirect the desires of our hearts. Psalm 42.1 says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, 
along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And 1 John 2.17 says, The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. If we chase after idols, we get one set of consequences. If we chase after God, we get a different set of circumstances. If we worship idols, we have to deal with the inevitable fallout. If we worship the God of the Bible, we will find true meaning, purpose, and fulfillment. The Holy Spirit will change our hearts so that we will want to chase after the right things. So instead of wasting our time by chasing after idols, let's chase after God instead. The Ten Commandments begin with the command to not worship idols because all of us worship something. Because God loves us, he doesn't force anyone to worship him, but he doesn't want us to waste our time pursuing things that will never fulfill us. If we want to worship idols, God will let us. If we want to pursue the false gods of prosperity, national pride, and the self, God will let us. If we insist on shooting ourselves in the foot, or digging our own graves, or driving down dead-end streets, God will let us. But God knows pursuing idols will always leave us feeling empty. God wants us to worship him and him alone because he wants what is so much better for us. God is like the mother who cares for us, nurtures us, and raises us, knowing what we need more than we do. God is like the prodigal father who stares out the window every night, hoping to see us finally coming home, realizing we've been chasing after the wrong things. Whenever we are ready to do that, God will be right there to help us. It's time to stop chasing after idols and chase after the one true God instead. God bless. Stay safe. See you soon.